Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dietetics Anonymous podcast, where we talk all things nutrition, health, and holistic wellness. I'm your host, Kayla Abella, also known as Nutri-K. I'm a soon-to-be registered dietitian, and I am very passionate about spreading the word about health and nutrition. Now, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dietetics Anonymous podcast. I am your host, Kayla Bella, aka Nutri-K, and I am so excited to be with you guys again. I know it's been such a long time since I've done this podcast, and I really just took a break because I was studying for my dietetic exam, which I will kind of give you guys a little update on that in a few moments, but just to do some housekeeping work, I wanted to update you guys on what's going on with Nutri-K. So, I've officially opened my business for clients, so I am allowing people to sign up via my Instagram on the link in bio, or you can go through my website and send me an email if you're interested in signing up for nutrition counseling, anything ranging from just intuitive eating coaching, um, healing your relationship with food, pediatrics, picky eating, coaching, and holistic wellness and nutrition. So if you're interested in any of those things, you can either DM me on Instagram, click my link in bio to sign up through Practice Spreader, or shoot me an email and we can schedule a consultation call and see if it's something that fits what you're looking for. So I'm really excited about that. Um, We have a lot of new programs in the works. I've been doing my monthly newsletter where I kind of send out some information on the latest nutrition trends, also with some recipes, tips, and tricks. So it's definitely something that I encourage you to sign up for. If you go to my website and scroll to the bottom of the page on the first page, that's where you can sign up for the newsletter. So definitely recommend doing that. So let's start with updating you guys on my life and how things have been kind of going with my um, dietetic exam and where my career is going. So I took my exam in October and I did not pass the first time. I went into the exam studying eight to 12 hours a day and it was really intense. I was doing like seven days a week. I was reading through the Gene Inman review, which is like the golden standard for studying for this exam um, multiple times throughout that time. And I was also doing a lot of practice questions, podcasts, and honestly, I say it's 12 hours, but it's probably more than that. Like, I did not stop. Even when I was watching TV, I'd be on the app taking little practice quizzes here and there, and I was really kind of going hard. So I think the thing that I did wrong the first time was I went in full-fledged, and I did not leave room for self-care or reflection or giving my brain a rest, which we all need sometimes. There's no way we can go kind of head first 24-7 into something without feeling a little burnout. So I sat down for the exam that time, and honestly, I was so burned out. I feel like the questions went in one ear out the other, which I'm not a great test taker to begin with. I am very, very, very confident in my ability as a dietitian, but when it comes to sitting down pen and paper, or in this case, computer and mouse, (laughs) Um, I really struggle with sitting there for three hours and staring at a computer screen, answering questions that are very, um, situation-based and they are not objective. They're very subjective. So a lot of the questions on this exam are 
based on the opinion of those who created the exam. So it'll give you kind of a scenario. All the answers can be correct, but they want you to choose the best answer or what is like the best way to treat what they are kind of giving you as a situation. So my clinical judgment may not be what they believe is the correct answer, which I personally disagree with that method. And I know that they are changing the exam come January. So I'm really hoping that that's something they took into consideration. Um, but yeah, so the first time I got, um, well, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to get a 25 to pass and I got a 20. So it doesn't sound that bad, but the way that they kind of score it, it's not like 25, 20 out of 25 questions. It's every question is weighed differently. So I didn't do that great. And um, I took some time off because I was really honestly devastated. I have been working to become a dietitian for the past six years, and it was just one of the toughest things I've ever gone through. So after a few weeks of just like kind of taking a deep breath, taking a step back, recentering myself and letting my brain have some rest, I decided to dive back in. I even purchased a study course just to help me kind of learn test taking ability and like how to dissect the questions and understanding them. So I went back in, took the test, I believe it was two weeks ago at this time. Yeah. Um, and again, I did not pass. So <laughs> this time it was a little more frustrating because I went in and I felt more confident than ever. I knew every, like everything about dietetics, like the back of my hand, it was like, you could ask me any question and I'll just bounce back the answer in a matter of seconds. But for some reason, again, I was challenged by these questions that were very situational. And I guess my clinical judgment differs a lot from the judgment of those who create the exam. And I don't want to blame other people because I know that a lot of people do pass this exam. Although most of my colleagues and um, peers from my undergraduate studies and peers from my internship have had the same results as me where they've had to take this exam multiple times, which I know is common with other licensure exams, such as like the bar exam and stuff like that, teacher exam. Um, it's really discouraging, honestly, because it makes you question, is this the right path for me? So I definitely feel like I went down into like a dark hole after that. But with the encouragement of my family and my friends, I feel like I've been able to kind of take a step back and look at what this exam really means in the scope of my practice, my career, my life. And I've really decided that this is kind of just an extra step for me in the grand scheme of things. I know what I want to do. I really want to help people treat themselves through holistic healing, wellness, and natural medicine practices through nutrition, lifestyle changes, herbs, um, supplements. And I feel like this exam is almost just, it's just the letters after my name to give my clients that extra background history of what I've gone through to be qualified to tell them or teach them information. So it is very important to me to have these credentials, but it's not important for me to have these credentials in order to start my practice. So I have decided to completely kickstart Nutri-K Wellness. I'm going to start taking clients and teaching people how to heal themselves, sharing my experiences and my knowledge with others in order to help them 
kind of guide their lives to a better um, place and help them reach their goals. And then in the meanwhile, I will always be studying on the side and hopefully when I take another whack at this exam for the third time in a month or two, I'll get those letters after my name, but I know that they are not what defines me as a clinician. They are not what defines me as a wellness and holistic practitioner. And I am really excited to share my knowledge with you guys and my experience. So I really appreciate all the help and support over these six years of me um, getting my undergraduate degree, going through my supervised practice and all that stuff. It's really been the craziest, most enriching and beautiful journey ever. And I'm really happy where I am today. And I think that even though it's been a struggle not passing the past few times or past two times, um, I think it's a learning lesson. And I think that every time I go back in to study more, I learn more. So I'm going to take that perspective of it and just know that this is just pushing me to study my field and learn it even more in depth. And I'm really glad that I have that opportunity. And yeah, that's about kind of like the update of what's been going on. So NutriK is fully open and functioning. I am accepting clients at this time, but we do have limited spots. So if you are interested in doing a consultation call, you can contact me again via email um, and I'll get you in the listing. I accept a whole new round of clients every few months. So if you don't make a space that's totally fine. We'll set you up for the next round. But right now I am open. So I kind of also just wanted to like, just a transition um, in this episode of the podcast. This is kind of just like a life update episode and also talking about the new year and like what that means to us attaining new goals and kind of recreating our lifestyle to reflect what we want in life. So um, I guess I'll start with how I'm creating my goals. So I always do the whole typical five-year plan thing. I look at what do I want to have my life look like in five years? What do I want to accomplish in five years? And through that, I kind of see, okay, well, what can I do in the immediate now? What can I do this year so that in five years, everything I want is accomplished? So I know I've been listing out things like, of course, I want a successful business. I want X amount of clients. I want to be able to help X amount of people. I want to connect with these many people on social media. Um, I want my podcast to thrive. And um, definitely a lot of personal goals as well. I want to be able to kind of learn more about my gut health. I want to get certifications in yoga and in naturopathic medicine or herbalism so that I can better myself as a practitioner and give you guys the most well-rounded education possible. So those are just things that I look at short-term that I can kind of start working towards to help me in the long-term. <laughs> so definitely when you're creating goals, think about like your long-term goals and how your short-term goals can lead you to achieving those long-term goals. Think about things that you can physically change. Like what can you do to make it so that you could, I don't know, let's say your goal is you want to be stronger or something like that. What can you do today that will help you get to that in the future? Does it mean that you go out each day and start lifting weights for 30 minutes each day 
does it mean that you, I don't know, do three push-ups each day or something, you know, like having those small stepping stones to get you where you need to be. That's what's important. And you also want to make sure that you're creating goals that don't downgrade or like diminish where you are today. So I feel like creating goals that are weight centered or, or physical appearance centered in the sense that you are kind of crushing down on yourself in this moment now are kind of, um, they're not really beneficial and they don't help you in the long run. So when you're thinking of creating goals, instead of saying, you know what, I want to lose X amount of pounds. I want to look this way. I want to look like this person. Maybe say, you know what, I want to walk every day. I want to treat myself well. I want to speak kindly to myself this year. I want to drink water every 30 minutes or something like that. That is what will help you reach your goals without hurting yourself in the now because there's nothing wrong with who you are now, but there's also nothing wrong with wanting to improve who you are and build upon that because if we never make changes and we never improve and we stay stagnant, then it's just not, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. You're not going to be able to experience life to the fullest. So definitely creating non-weight centered goals is super beneficial and important. And I wouldn't even just like stop it at weight centered. I would say non-image centered goals. Like you don't have to say like, I want to, or like my goal this year is to look like this person. How about my goal this year is to like, I don't know, do a hair mask every week and like wash my face with good products. Like I know for me personally, I'm going to be getting facials at least once a month this year because I know I have a lot of skin problems and I know that that's going to help me with my confidence when it comes to my skin, but it's also taking care of myself. I know that this is something that will help me feel more calm, connected, healthy. So it's definitely a great non-image centered goal to have. And then when it comes to switching out foods, um, when you're thinking about like, okay, well, I want to eat healthier maybe instead of just generalizing like, oh, I want to eat healthy in the new year, maybe say like, okay, well, what do I do that isn't healthy in my perspective? Or like, have I consulted with somebody and said, you know what, like, I don't, I eat this and they, and the research states that this is wrong. Like, I think a good example for this is Coca-Cola or soda. A lot of people drink soda and it is well known that the corn, high fructose corn syrup and soda can lead to a lot of health concerns. But instead of saying, you know, I'm going to stop drinking soda in the new year. Like I want nothing to do with that. I'm going to drink only healthy things like water or whatever. I think it's good to say, you know what, for every one soda I have, I'm going to drink two glasses of water, or I'm going to reduce my soda intake to one can a week, or I don't know, maybe instead of soda, I'm going to sub out for some seltzer or flavored seltzer water or some kind of natural soda. Like um, you can add a little, like if you have a soda stream or if you're interested in purchasing one, they're literally the best thing ever. My boyfriend got one for Christmas and we've been using it a lot lately, but you can even like make the carbonated water and just add a little bit of like a fresh fruit juice, like a lemon juice or something. Um, and some simple syrup or even adding orange juice to it and you make your own soda. So just kind of like 
doing more additions and less subtractions and sub outs, like switching out foods for different types of foods, but you're still getting what you want is really a great goal to have. And also like putting those steps in there, it helps keep it more specific so that you're not just kind of generalizing like, oh, I'm just going to switch, like, I'm just going to stop drinking soda. Like, well, what are you going to replace it with? Because if you go cold turkey and you've been drinking soda every single day for the past 10 years, you're going to crave it and then you're going to binge and then you're going to feel bad. So we need to take those steps to kind of make sure that you are easing into something. And if you want to make these changes to have healthier habits, that's also where you might want to consult um, a nutritionist or a dietitian um, so that they can guide you in making these changes and help you with not really going cold turkey and reducing the binge at the end of the cycle. So that's also something if you are interested in counseling, I can definitely help with that. So then also like think about things like do you want to, if you want to live a healthier lifestyle, another way to do that is like check your beauty products, check your cleaning products. Are they ridden with chemicals? Are they not as eco-friendly? Do they have a lot of plastics on them? Those are things that you can write specifics about. Like you might want to switch that out if you're thinking about living a more clean, healthy lifestyle. There's a lot of um, issues with the products that we have, especially here in the States where a lot of them are not completely regulated for um, the chemicals that are in them in other countries may not be legal, but here they are legal to a certain extent. And I think just switching to a natural lifestyle can make a world of difference, not only in your um, gastrointestinal health and your microbiome and everything, but also like your skin health, um, your respiratory health overall, honestly. So that's something that you can consider and you can write as a as a specific on your New Year's resolution. So maybe you want to do some research on some face creams or some face washes that you're using. See if the chemicals are the, um, bleh, if the ingredients include any chemicals or if the ingredients are the best for your skin and maybe switching them out and putting some investment into yourself and into your health and making sure that you're treating yourself the best you can. So I'm going to also just leave this whole thing off with budgeting for self-care. So when you're making your news resolutions and when you're making your goals for 2022, you want to make sure that you budget out yourself monetarily and time-wise for your self-care. So make sure that you are scheduling yourself in 2022 so that you have that five minutes to take a few deep breaths or maybe stretch or maybe you had that half hour to go on a walk in the morning. Or when it comes to money, maybe instead of going out to eat on that one day a week, you could save that money and go get a massage or get a facial or something like that will help you maintain that physical, mental health that you need in order to be the best self you can be if that makes sense. I don't know if the wording was perfect on that, but I think it's really important. So like, again, with my facial example, I definitely have decided that that's something I want to do and I want it in my budget. So I've definitely cut back on a lot of costs when it comes to eating out and I'm going to cut back on costs when it comes to 
purchasing things such as like clothes and stuff um, each month so that I can afford to get my facial each month. So that's really important to me. It's important to my health and my skin and care. So I definitely think that's a good idea. So I really am so happy that I am back doing this podcast again. I will be posting this one time, one time, once a week. So hopefully I'll be sending out new podcasts every week on Wednesday or Thursday. So the date is TBA, but as of now, I think it's going to be either Wednesday or Thursday. And I thank you guys so much for joining along with me and just listening to my stories, listening to my information, supporting my business, and just supporting me as an individual. And I really appreciate you all. I wish you all a happy, healthful, and wonderful new year. And I will see you next year. Thank you so much for listening. I had such a great time chatting with you guys and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. If you want to reach me, you can contact me via email, NutriKWellness at gmail.com. You can find me at my website, www.NutriKWellness.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at NutriK. And as well, if you are interested in picky eating nutrition, or pediatric nutrition, you can find me on Instagram at picky.eaters.nutritionist. I look forward to talking with you guys again soon, and I wish you all a happy and healthy and lovely week ahead. Thank you.